I had the privilege this week to celebrate Mass both at St. Leo School and at Turlings during the week. And some of you uh, know as well that last Saturday, a week ago, I got a new dog. And so naturally, I uh, decided to preach about Leo, the name of my new dog, uh, at both uh, of the schools. And so now Leo's kind of like a little hot celebrity uh, on both campuses. Uh, for those who don't know, he's a black lab mixed with a Datsun, so he's kind of like a miniature black lab, and he's um, a great little dog. He's very, uh, very calm. He's already trained. He's a year and a half old, and uh, oddly enough, you'll never guess what his birthday is, St. Leo's Feast Day, which is pretty cool. I didn't know that until after I named him Leo, so I think God had a hand in it. Um, but uh, he's a great dog, so far so good, uh, fingers crossed it stays that way, and um, his only uh, issue is that he kind of has a little separation anxiety, and uh, what that means is that he likes to not be alone, and uh, when I'm in the house, he likes to follow me wherever I'm at. And, uh, you know, if I want to get a cup of coffee, he follows me to the kitchen. If I want to go use the bathroom, he'll follow me to the bathroom. And then if I go to the living room, he follows me there. And he, especially the first couple days, I mean, he was right there at my side, no matter where I went. He was good, but he was still just very nervous to be by himself. And um, he's, he's starting to get better now. Now he'll stay, you know, uh, in a room by himself. And he's not, you know, he's just getting more used to the house. But um, it's amazing how un how it's not uncommon for dogs to be that way, though, because they're pack animals. In fact, many people like to get more than one dog so that the two dogs can kind of follow each other and play, because there's something about dogs. They like to be in groups. They like to be in packs, and they follow each other and, um, and kind of, you know, mimic each other and, and spend time as a group, which is not that much different than human beings, if you really think about it. Because we like to be in groups, too. In fact, that's why um, the, the past year has been so hard with all the different restrictions, because uh, we are social beings, and it's in our nature, and it's important for us to be able to gather as human beings. We, and, and we have different degrees uh, of relationships with people. All of us probably have um, a small group of people that we're really, really, really close with. That might be your family, your immediate family. Maybe it's a close group of friends or um, but usually you have a, a small group of people that you're, you share, you know, an intimate relationship with. And then you have um, maybe a, a larger circle that, you know, you're on good terms with, but, you know, you don't necessarily see them all that often. And then you have a larger group of circle that's maybe your acquaintances. Um, no bad blood, but you just, you know, you don't spend time with them. And then you have, obviously, the rest of the world that you probably haven't even met before. Um, but these are all different degrees of relationship. But there's something about that small group of people that you're really, uh, you, you just share life in a more intimate way, and that kind of becomes your pack. It kind of becomes your tribe, your, your, your group. You know, some people might call it a clique, and that has more of a negative connotation, but it's just natural for us to have a, a, a group of people that we really, really um, get close with. And we, in a sense, kind of follow them. In a sense, we kind of follow each other because we are social beings. And, of course, God wants us to follow Jesus, who is God, 
So God wants us to follow him. And part of being a disciple of Jesus, or really at the heart of being a disciple of Jesus, is to be someone who follows him, to, to have Jesus in that inner circle, that we, we, we put Jesus at the center of our lives, not, not as an extended acquaintance or someone that we've never met, but rather someone right there in our pack, someone in our tribe. That's what is at the heart of discipleship. That's what it means to be a disciple, to follow Jesus. And you see, Jesus had plenty of disciples when he was preaching and teaching and doing his ministries. And it was those disciples that were traveling with him to all the different towns and villages. And eventually that followed him to Jerusalem for his final time. And on that final entry into Jerusalem... It was his disciples, not the people of Jerusalem and the random people that were just kind of, sometimes uh, when I was growing up, when I read the passage of Palm Sunday, I always thought it was as if people in Jerusalem were like waiting on him and then they finally were excited that he was there. It's actually, it was his disciples that were with him, traveling with him. They were the ones holding palm branches and waving the palm branches and entering Jerusalem with Jesus. And they were saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. They were proclaiming to the people of Jerusalem that this is the Messiah, the Holy One, the Son of God, the one who is to come, the son of David. And that is what we celebrate today, this, this Palm Sunday, where, where the disciples knew who Jesus was and they were proclaiming it to all the rest. But you see, today's feast day is actually, we're celebrating two moments. It, and it's actually a long title for today on the official liturgical calendar. Uh, you see, it's, it's Palm Sunday of the Passion of the Lord. And so, yes, Palm Sunday is celebrating Jesus' entry into, into Jerusalem. And, and the, the disciples are, are waving the palms and shouting Hosanna. Um, but it's of the Passion of the Lord. So we're also celebrating the beginning of Holy Week. We're celebrating the beginning of Jesus' passion, which we are remembering that pivotal moment in our history. But it's a difficult one for us to face. We read in today's gospel the story of Jesus' passion, where Jesus is, um, is brought on trial and eventually crucified and having to die and it wasn't his disciples who put him on trial it wasn't his disciples who who made sure that he was brought to Calvary these were the other people the people that were acquaintances with Jesus the people that are either they were acquaintances or maybe didn't even know him at all but they were certainly threatened by him they knew all about him and they couldn't have him and it's interesting though even though it wasn't the disciples who, who threw him on the cross. What is interesting is, as we just read that gospel, how many times were the disciples mentioned? Well, in today's gospel, not at all. The disciples were just nowhere to be found. Very few of them 
were actually there for his passion and death. Very few. Most of them absent. They were following Jesus for perhaps years. They were following him and and putting Jesus at the center of their life, but all of a sudden, during the passion, nowhere to be found. Many of them, nowhere to be found. And so we have this great tension today on Palm Sunday where we are, we feel the tension of, okay, we want to be disciples, but sometimes disciples have this tendency to flee, to neglect, to abandon. The question for us today is, are we really following Jesus? Are we really following him? You see, because we can follow all kinds of things in our life. We can follow the news. That certainly gives a lot of peace of mind. We can follow social media. Also plenty of anxiety there if you're looking for some anxiety um, and, a, and a low confidence. Um, You know, we follow our families and our friends, of course, and we follow maybe our careers, but there's all kinds of things that we follow because it's in our nature, but are we following Jesus? Is Jesus at the center of our life? Or is he just an acquaintance? Are we a disciple or are we an acquaintance? We have an opportunity this week to kind of go on retreat. We have an opportunity to to make this week different. This week is Holy Week. It's every single year we have this this opportunity as Christians to almost re-encounter Jesus, to to rediscover our relationship with Him and to to re-enter into an authentic spiritual life. But part of that is, is entering once more into His story. You see, all of us here in this room are at... Disciples, we have been baptized, we have decided at one point or another in our life that we want Jesus to be at the center. And maybe there's some times that we do better than others, um, uh, some, some weeks are better than others of, of how central we keep Jesus, but, but we at least at some point in our life have desired it, and maybe we still desire it. But like many disciples, we also sometimes forget that we're a disciple. Just as the first disciples did whenever Jesus suffered and died. And so our invitation this week is to enter into a time of retreat. What we're going to be doing at St. Leo for Holy Week, there's um, we're really excited. You know, every church parish does the Triduum, but we're even adding Wednesday. We're going to be doing Tenebrae on Wednesday night. Um, so we, we really have something every single day, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, so all of those days we have something at St. Leo that it's going to be um, some type of liturgy that helps you kind of enter into the story of Jesus' death and resurrection, that helps you kind of go on a retreat as, it, as you will. And whether you join us in church or, um, or perhaps uh, online, um, this is an opportunity for us to 
reflect on what it means to be a disciple. In fact, that will be my theme uh, in preaching for, uh, for Holy Week, is this idea of discipleship. What is it? What does it mean to follow Jesus? How do we actually put Jesus at the center of our life instead of on the outskirts? What are the practical ways to be a disciple in the 21st century? All of these questions will be kind of praying with and, and pondering during Holy Week because this is central to our faith. And so that's my invitation to all of you today. I, I would love for y'all to join us for uh, one or more of our Holy Week activities. Um, but regardless, whatever your week looks like, my challenge is that it's different. My challenge is that this week is different than the rest. Make it holy. Make it sacred. And perhaps all of us can rediscover what it means to put Jesus at the center of our life. Amen.